I think we can all agree being disciplined is a part of growing up. Being taught right from wrong, being corrected when we forget our manners, and being reprimanded when we act out and let our bad attitude get the better of us is all part of the human experience. However, not everyone grows up being told the vengeful spirit of a weeping woman will come take you away if you misbehave. I'm your host, John Von Frankenstein, coming to you live from the other side, and in this episode, we'll explore the mythology behind and Hollywood's mistreatment of one of the most iconic Hispanic boogeymen, La Llorona. So grab your crucifix and bundle up some Wolfsbane. This is Moonlight Madness Radio. Most witches and crones used to scare children have a common goal. They long for the taste of mischievous children, seeking out the ones who are up past their bedtime or those who've talked back to mom and dad. What makes La Llorona so different is her motivation for seeking out children. Even her name, when translated, has a very different message behind it. La Llorona translates into The Weeping Woman giving us a glimpse into her tragic history and, like many figures in Hispanic culture, there's a romanticized tone to the macabre story. There are countless versions of the tale of La Llorona, but they all have two very important themes in common, betrayal and regret. In my favorite version, it is said that La Llorona was an incredibly beautiful woman of modest means who was courted by a very wealthy man. He showered her in gifts and flowers, and eventually asked for her hand in marriage. Soon after came the birth of two beautiful children, a boy and a girl, and the young woman could not be happier. But as is in the case of many men of high standing in society, he could not help his eyes from wandering. Upon learning of his infidelities, the young woman was completely distraught, crying for days on end, wishing for her pain to end. She wanted her husband to feel exactly as he'd made her feel, knowing that the way to his heart was through their children. In a fit of anger, the young woman led her children to a nearby river, where, after letting them enjoy what was unbeknownst to them their last few minutes of playtime, she forced her children below the water. As the children struggled, all she could think of was her husband. She remembered how he'd swept her off her feet and how smug he must have felt knowing he could, and did, have any woman he set his eyes on. When the struggling stopped, the young woman was jettisoned back to reality, her children's lifeless bodies floating face down in the river. Her screams could be heard throughout the nearby town, the realization of what she'd done to her children hitting her like a barrage of heavy stones. In some versions, she hangs herself. In others, she walked into the lake and let herself drown. Either way, her regret for what she'd done to her children led to her demise. And thus, the spirit of La Llorona was born, her actions dooming her to walk the earth for all eternity in search of new children. Herein lies the difference between La Llorona and other boogeymen of our childhood. Rather than hunting down her next meal, she longs for a second chance to show a new set of surrogate children the love her children so deserved. The stories also tell of her unconsolable cries, cries that are said to tell of her coming. As children, 
We would be cautioned not to stay out after dark, or else we'd hear the cries of La Llorona ringing out as a warning that she was coming to take us away. If you want to take your home decor to spooky new heights, look no further than Loveless House. New England-based artist Lucia Loveless crafts handmade curiosities from witch house coasters to pumpkin-shaped air fresheners in scents like Harvest Festival and Witch's Cauldron. Light up your love for handcrafted decor and antiques over at loveless.house on Instagram. That's loveless.house. And tell them Moonlight Madness Radio sent you. The tale of La Llorona was first introduced to me not as a means of discipline, but as a bedtime story. I've written articles in the past about my father's penchant for storytelling, and my brother and I would often ask him to tell us scary stories right before bed. It was a normal childhood, I know. It wasn't until the story was done that my father would tell us that this was in fact a true story, and he himself had heard the cries of La Llorona as a child. As I grew older, I thought this story would make for an incredible horror movie one day, so you'd think the news of a movie set in the Conjuring universe in 2019 would have me jumping with excitement. In fact, my reaction was quite the opposite. By early 2019, it was clear that most movies tied into the Conjuring universe were just a cut-and-paste trope fest full of jump scares and surface-level villains. With the exception of the original Conjuring film, released in 2013, and Annabelle Creation, released in 2017, none of the movies in this slapdash, money-grab cinematic universe have come close to being a good, competent, and frightening horror movie. I was setting the bar pretty low for The Curse of La Llorona, and it still managed to disappoint me as a film. The story follows Linda Cardellini as Anna Tate Garcia, a social worker whose children have been marked for death by La Llorona. Already, this lies in stark contrast from who La Llorona is. Yes, we were frightened of her as children. We were terrified of being taken away by her. But nowhere was it mentioned that she wanted us dead. And so, for an hour and 33 minutes, we watch as La Llorona pops out of alleyways, manifests from behind lace curtains, and fights a Mexican shaman played by Rafael Oliveira, yes, Tuco Salamanca fights a ghost in this movie, only to be sent away from the home in the suburbs of Los Angeles by the power of love. Lots of critiques have been aimed at the jump scares in this movie, and honestly, that isn't even the worst part. By this point, you know that if you're going to see a movie set in the Conjuring universe, it's going to be Jump Scare City. But the biggest sin I feel the movie committed was taking the legend out of Latin America. The movie begins in Mexico, showing us an abbreviated version of La Llorona's origin story. From there, we travel 300 years in time to 1973, where Cardellini's Tate Garcia, a social worker, is performing a welfare check on the children of her client Patricia Alvarez. After discovering Patricia's sons in a closet, Tate Garcia orders them to a child services shelter, Patricia crying that she has doomed her children as they need only hide from La Llorona for a few more hours. I suppose this is to ward off the curse? This is also a new element that's introduced in the movie. Of course, the children end up dying and the curse is passed on to Tate Garcia's children, and then it's downhill from there. 
There are many elements that make this a terrible movie, but the fact that we spend little to no time with Patricia and her children is such a shame, as her family would have given us a much more satisfying and culturally fulfilling movie. We could have dedicated the first act to meeting La Llorona, showing just how and why she killed her children, and then giving us the backstory of Patricia and her family's plight. As I pointed out, making La Llorona this mindless specter out for blood flattens such a colorful and rich character in Hispanic folklore. Cardellini eventually beats this movie's version of La Llorona through the love she feels for her children. But Patricia shows just as much love, going to painful lengths to ensure their safety, misguided as her methods may have been. I understand a studio needs to make a movie appeal to as large an audience as possible, but by watering down what makes us hold this legend so dear, they alienated an audience that could have given the movie the boost in attendance I'm sure they were hoping for. From the minds of three horror fiends with a flair for the theatric comes the Hauntsville Cryptcast. Listen as hosts Anthony, Doza, and Anna discuss everything from mummies to women in horror, all while injecting episodes with their unique blend of comedy and horror history factoids. This podcast may be recorded in an old puppet theater, but you'd be the dummy if you missed a single episode of the Hauntsville Cryptcast. Subscribe now on iTunes, Spotify, and SoundCloud, and find them on Instagram at Hauntsville Cryptcast. The tale of the old crone who preys on children is not unique to Hispanic culture. This is evident in the tales of Hansel and Gretel, Russia's Baba Yaga, and even the Wicked Witch of the West. Children have always been cautioned against misbehaving, but why has the punishment always taken the form of an old woman? This could have to do with how children see their mothers. It's said that children tend to see their mothers as two distinct personalities. There's the loving mother, who nurtures and loves them, setting aside playtime for them and tucking them in at night. Then there's the evil woman who forces them to eat vegetables, sends them to bed when they've misbehaved and doles out spankings or stern words of discipline. Could it be this separation caused by a child's inability to understand or accept that their loving mother could also have a stern and strict side makes a scary old witch come to put them in a stew so scary? The concept that the caregiver or nurturing figure can be the one to bring harm to their own children seems to fascinate us, even as adults. Cases like that of Casey Anthony and Andrea Yates, mothers who took the lives of their own children, can send chills down the spine of a person whether they have children of their own or not. Of course, there are factors like a narcissistic and selfish personality or unchecked mental illness that may come into play as well, but it doesn't help to make it any less terrifying. Unfortunately, there will always be stories like that of Andrea Yates and Casey Anthony in the news to frighten us. Whereas once we were told stories of a poor soul filled with regret for her decisions, the news reminds us that there are those who can hurt their children without any remorse. I look forward to sharing the story of La Llorona with my children someday, and it brings me comfort to know that at least this weeping woman will only haunt them in their dreams. Thank you for tuning into this episode of Moonlight Madness Radio. I can't wait for the next time I get to chat with you from the other side, but until then, keep that crucifix close and beware the moon.
Moonlight Madness is written, recorded, hosted, and produced by yours truly, John Von Frankenstein. Find Moonlight Madness on Instagram at Moonlight Mad Reviews. Read through past reviews over at MoonlightMadnessReviews.tumblr.com and check out the Moonlight Madness YouTube channel. Finally, leave a review wherever you get your podcasts and be sure to pass on the curse. This podcast is made possible by the support of maniacs like you.